Welcome to the dumbest thing you've ever heard. I made that noise with my own mouth. Or did I? This is Common Man and T-Bone Uncensored. Go to hell. Hello. Hello. Now, you asked for it. You've received it. Another stupid uncensored show. We give you this disclosure every single time we start one of these. We, uh, we're free and easy with the language on the Uncensored podcast. So if you have the kiddos with you, maybe this is the one to sit out. Mm. Or if you have a sensitive palate, maybe this is the one to skip. And right. Move on to the next podcast where we talk about kitties and Care Bears. We do a, a <laughs> lot of Care Bear podcasting. That's to be fair. That's where the money is, Mike. I dated a girl who was obsessed with the Care Bears. Really? As a grown-up. That's I mean, I, I said that like I didn't date a six-year-old. I want to be clear that that's what that was because, yeah, I mean, she there was are, a grown-up. A grown-up who was obsessed with kitty things, which, you know, I don't, I, I used to be really down on that. I'm not saying it's the healthiest thing if you've got like a million Barbie dolls, let's say, and you're 34, but there are worse things to be addicted to, I guess, you know, oh. like meth would be one of them. Just saying. Yeah. And meth the, and the person on meth says, well, at least I'm not on heroin. <laughs> right. And the person on heroin says, well, at least I'm not taking fentanyl. Right. But of all those things, you can't get arrested for having an inordinate number of, let's say, beanie babies or Barbie dolls or whatever your thing is. Y you should. I know. In your mind, you should. Yes, you should. That's right. So the uncensored podcast, the thing that we, the reason we don't do more of these is because we often go, what do you want to hear? What could we get into? What could be of note? I know we could just talk about anything, right? But Which we have done. Yes, but we thought let's try to have a little bit of a, a guideline or a focus to what we're doing today. So we thought maybe we would talk a little bit about our comedic influences. Not that we're that funny. I'm hilarious. Speak for yourself. Right, fine. You're hilarious. Right, Teddy? Yeah. Very funny. Yeah, thank you, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> thank Ted you, is, Teddy. Ted is being yes. You yes. are correct, sir. That's Ed McMahon ah. over there just ah. being held at gunpoint to this Johnny Carson over here. Hey, Teddy, you know who I think we should hire back at the radio station? Who? Smokey Gifford. <laughs> Smokey! Smokey Gifford. I don't know if Smokey's doing so well, is he? Smokey that, has Parkinson's. Yeah. Your so, wish has come true. No, <laughs> no. I did not wish that on No, anybody. you didn't. No. no, you didn't. But you're not a fan of this guy. No. And let me tell you, it takes a special type of guy for Teddy to, to keep hate alive. Like, there are people who annoy Ted in the moment. Yeah. But this is years of hatred. I never met this guy. This, uh, whatever his like name him. is. Smokey Gifford. Never met him. Why would I like him? I He's, don't know. If Ted hates him, You like then everybody. I do. You make excuses for him. No, wait, no, I make excuses for I mean, how everybody. dare you? How dare you? No, I'm I not going to be a big fan of a guy who just wants to fire me, you know? Well, so, that's, I yeah. Mean, that's, well, I'll tell you, if someone wants to fire... That was like his sole goal. Yeah. If someone wants to fire Ted... And they're not a fan of they're not a friend of mine. Goal. I don't know if he, he woke up in the morning no. saying, Dude, I gotta get rid of that Ted. He he did. He wanted to bring uh Phil the show killer in. Do you remember Phil? I, I Dan remember. Patrick show? That's <laughs> he, you know what? He brought him in and had him come to town and Phil was just screwing with him because he didn't want a that job. He just was coming in to get more money at ESPN and he was going kind of going on his tour because he was a big deal with Dan Patrick. What the hell happened to him? I don't know because Dan Dan left Dan there, left and, and he and didn't he didn't go he didn't go with him. So I I'm think not he sure stayed happened. for a little while. Who? Good news, he just got fired a few weeks. 
I don't know. They fired all these people from ESPN a few weeks ago. Maybe he was he's one of those not, guys. No, he's not still there. Okay. I don't know what happened to him. You know what? We should hire him here. We need the help. <laughs> no. We, no, we, we do need him. If, if you can learn how to run a board, apply. Yeah. yeah. No we kidding. need your help. No kidding. All right, I'm sorry for interrupting you. What no, you no, no I, just, I mean. Comedic influences. Well, I mean. Phil the show killer. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured because we have such weird senses of humor, we often derail into quite ridiculous conversations. Maybe if people have listened and gone, what the hell? How do you guys think of this stuff? Or where do you guys come up with any of this stuff you talk about? I mean, one, we just have very weird minds, but also probably would help you to know like some of the things we've grown up liking or listening to. So I guess I'll start with you, God, Mike. Oh, me. All right. Yeah. Well, what's what's like your earliest memory of something making you laugh? Oh, my earliest memory of something making me laugh. Yeah. I mean, was it something around the house? Was it a thing you saw on TV? Was it one of your parents tripping over a rake or something? I don't know. Now, the physical comedy really never got to me. Now, my sister, on the other hand. Like, you could have a chainsaw accident where you chop off your arm, mm-hmm. and before she dials 911, she just laughs hysterically. Oh, that's There see? was a time where I was choking to death, where if it was up to her, I would have been dead. You would have been dead. I would have been dead. Because she, she thought finds, that was hilarious. She found it hilarious. Now, maybe if I stopped breathing, then maybe she would leap into action. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were to be running around, and you broke your ankle, and you were like, ah, and you fell over and instantly grabbed your ankle, she would be like, oh my gosh. I got to call yes. 911, but this no, is hilarious. She even, the 911 would even cross her mind. Wow. She'd finish laughing and then say, oh, this is real? Maybe I should do something. <laughs> See, that's, yeah. I've never been one for physical. Like, Well, I can't say that. I did enjoy when I was a little kid, We because I, again, my parents did not let us watch a ton of things, but Laurel and Hardy was one that. You got Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. All well, right. it's black and white. It's from the 30s. Oh, I got there, it. There was just a lot of that kind of, like, physical comedy stuff in that, I guess. But outside of that, my dad liked the Three Stooges. Yeah, and we so watched a little of that. We used to watch the Three Stooges. I mean, I never was a huge fan because physical comedy wasn't really my thing. I'm not a real big Ben Stiller fan because awkward comedy. Mm. I never. I always, you know, people either laugh their head off at that and want to or want to rip their skin off. Yeah, meet the and parents. I, I'm, I'm the rip the skin off. Meet the parents guy. was a tough watch for me too. Right, I, I just and I know I understand why people like it. It's just not for me. Yeah, I I agree with that. That one was one I could not get into. Was your were your parents? Did they enjoy? Like, would they find things they would laugh at, or would you see them like watching no, a show? No, I never. And I never knew my parents as human beings. Never. No, my not parents even, were always the parents. But they never laughed in front of you or you saw like, oh, man, this really gets my dad going or no, gets my, my mom my going. My dad would laugh. We'd watch Seinfeld. Oh, okay. When so it, that was When it thing. was first on. We would sit and watch that together. So you'd been like, what, uh, early college when that first came on? Get the hell out so of here. Old. What's You're the so matter with you? Over there? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, people ask me. I'm just what, fucking around. What are, look at that. Yeah. What are... The two things that come naturally to you that you cannot say on the air on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And the answer for me is Jesus Christ and goddamn. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> those yeah. Co- those come naturally to me. And what's so funny is that we could talk about things that I think are much more inappropriate. Yes. You know, we say douchebag. Nobody bats an eye. Mm. Oh, right. But if I say Jesus Christ, I'll get 19 emails from people. Yeah, that's right. You, well, you know who you're listening to, right? I think I think people understand that that's yeah I, I'm the same way that the GDJCs are my GDJC toughest. yeah those are the ones I come those are the ones come pretty easily 
I also have become a fan of just like, oh, fuck. Like that's like that's the one that I say quite a bit that in regular life that I have to watch because I have kids too. So my only space where I can really do that, I can't do it at work and I can't do it necessarily at home because I'm trying not to teach them to just say the same thing, especially the three-year-old, although that's hilarious when she does say stuff like that. I am trying not to make that happen. So in the car, that's where it all just spews from my mouth. I don't even think I say other words. I'm lucky going through the drive-thru that I don't say, I like, I just don't start swearing at them in the drive-thru window just because I just need to get it out of my system. All right, I have an answer to your question. Okay. just popped in my head. What's the earliest recollection I have of, like, my parents laughing? Yeah. The original Back to the Future. When was that, Teddy? 85? I yeah. think so. The original Back to the Future, the scene where they are at the dinner table and uh, George McFly, the older version of Crispin Glover, is just eating peanut brittle out of a bowl. Right. And he has that laugh, that McFly mm-hmm. laugh, you know, where the other brother comes over, kisses him on the forehead yes. and says, Dad, you're down a quarter, something like this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do uh, it. I can't uh, do that. Uh, yeah. I remember my dad laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. And that scene. Interesting. Yes, that, yeah. I remember that. I also remember in that movie, because I was, you know, five five or six years old right? when I saw that movie. And I remember Marty McFly using the word, yelling the word bastards when the Libyans shot Doc Brown. Right, yes. And I, I remember asking my dad, I don't know, so please don't yell at me. What does bastard mean? <laughs> and, you know, we could have had a nice little conversation there. But again, this goes back to me never knowing my parents as humans. My dad just looked at me and said, it's a bad word. Don't say it. Right. Like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> I gathered it was a bad word by the context in this movie. <laughs> I just want to know what type of bad we're talking about and what it means. But yeah. there was none of that. Yeah, that's. See, I don't think I, I realized what a bastard was till I was 22 years old. You still didn't know? That's <laughs> no. not bad. That's 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 very bad. We should help you out with that. I was trying to think of, because there's uh, a movie that I was trying to remember who the actor is in it. Rocketeer. It's, no. <laughs> funny enough, it has to do with rockets, but it's called Rocket Man. And it's not... Elton John? No. It's not that... There was a movie called Rocket Man. I'm trying to remember what this actor's name is who's in it. He's a comedian. You'd know him instantly if you saw him. I'm literally looking on the IMDb page and it's not showing me who he is. My dad, we watched that when I was a kid. It was PG. And it's all about this guy they sent up to space and he's an idiot, right? And so he's up there with real astronauts, but he keeps doing dumb things. And the the thing that got my dad to like cry, he could not stop laughing at this, was they're in the spacesuits. They're attached with a hose. It's very hokey looking. They're out on Mars, wherever they are. And... The comedic actor guy who's the lead in this, he farts in the suit. And you see a like he's holding the hose to keep and there's it. A, there's a bubble. And he swells up like a giant bubble. And so he's holding the hose and the and the other guy who's like the serious, you know, astronaut guy is like, don't let go. And he's like, No, I I'm trying, man. I can't. and then he lets go and he deflates. And you see all the other people down the line just, oh, and they're all reacting to it. My dad. To this day, if you show him that scene, cries laughing. Cannot stop laughing. At- I've never heard of this movie. Are you talking about Harlan Williams? Harlan Williams. That's okay. the guy. Yes. Harlan Williams is... Seven Minute Abs? Hmm? No. I don't even know who that was. Isn't that Harlan Williams? 
No, this guy's... He was the uh, cop in Dumb and Dumber. Harlan Williams is the cop in Dumb and Dumber. He's like, where are you kids sucking back on Grandpa, Grandma's cop? Yes, medicine? no, I know who it is, but wasn't he... Uh, what was Seven Minute Abs? What was that? I don't know. I don't remember that. Unless it was like a sketch he did. But that... Where he played like a like a weirdo hitchhiker guy. What movie was that? Now this is transformed into now what I, movie was this? We gotta look at his IMDb page. I look at Harlan Williams. But that's, that's one that... I found out my dad liked flatulence and fart jokes, and that instantly told me, See, like, grown-ups can laugh at farting. That is why we do a lot of that on the show. Yeah, it's okay? an easy, quick laugh that everyone can relate to. I Look, I'm sure there are people, and I, they don't listen. This show's not for them. But the amount of people who have come up to me, you know, I'm, I'm not just talking about, like, you know, all blue-collar guys. I'm talking about white-collar people who rip open people's chest cavities and operate on them who have come up to me and they've said, man, let me tell you something. What I appreciate about your show is that you know how to place a fart. I'll it's, take, it, and I'll you take do. that. You do. <laughs> you have a very good, because Mike, if you don't know, unless Ted sometimes will Ted, drop Ted these will in. Do it sometimes. But nine times out of 10, the sound effects you hear on the show are Mike playing them mm-hmm. off of. So as he's talking, or if I'm talking and it comes over, that's usually Mike playing that, which is why when we yell at Ted in our heads, that's funny to us because we know Ted didn't actually do it. Or we'll say, like, whoever's running the sound today really screwed up. And you know what? I've, I have a lot of people who also ask me, why don't I screw with the traffic reporters the same way that I screw with, like, Timmy on the updates and play farts during their traffic? When Leanna was banging, yeah, I did more of that because I had faith in Leanna. As a broadcaster. Well, just to sort of, you know, know what the show was, go with the flow. The traffic people that we have now, and by yep. the way, I hear you. I, I, I don't we know. know. We, we We're know. trying to we figure understand. it out. We it's, understand. It's hard to find people, apparently, who can who can tell you the traffic and form vowels. <laughs> So we're, we're trying to figure that out. But I, I'm convinced that if I did that with the traffic people we have now, they would cry or not know how to finish the traffic and just quit. Yeah. Right, right. there. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. And I don't And I don't want to – it's not fair to them since they're not in our little weird space that we've created for ourselves. Leanna seemed to get it and would – We I, I have to think that early on in Leanna's time when she was here – she made little quips and things. She did. When we didn't she ask would, her to. She would laugh. She would make little comments about what we were talking about when we were going to break. And I know, Ted, you would, I know a couple times I remember we did something and you would say, oh, man, you had Leanna going in that segment. And we're like, what? And you're like, yeah, she was laughing or she she was screaming at her, you for something that we said. Yeah. But she was interacting with you and not just like a zombie that was waiting for her turn to go traffic, exactly. blah, blah, blah. Teddy, have you ever heard the current traffic people respond to something that we've done uh, as, as they're waiting to go. Yeah, I know uh, Eddie, who d- does a lot of them. He, Which one's Eddie? What's his last name? Eddie Zellick, right? Eddie Zellick. Tom, yeah. Eddie Zellick, Tom, yeah. Tom Selleck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he listens. Uh, he has it like he's monitoring it, whatever else he's doing there, and I hear him kind of laugh or say something, so I, I think he does enjoy the okay. show. Okay. Right. I think maybe secretly, you know, he doesn't want to let it on, but I think he does okay. like the show. Good. All, right. All right, I'll take that. No, it's good to know. Thanks, Eddie. But that's where I maybe think... Maybe I'll play some farts for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I think we knew initially with Leanna. It was like, Ted was saying enough times that she would be swearing about something. There was one time specifically, I know, where we said something about 
phallic-shaped furniture, and you said, oh, she's going off about Catherine the Great or whatever. Yeah. Because she had a whole, that's her whole thing, was Catherine the Great had chairs that had peepees off of them and Let whatever else. Let me tell you else. something, man. If there's, <laughs> maybe it's, it exists out there. Maybe they sell it at the Lion's Den. If there is an erotic version of Trivial Pursuit, mm. Leanna will kick your ass. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she would know all the facts she and figures about that. She would have the whole pie. Yeah. And for what? <laughs> Good. The, I like the that. The poontang I got pie. It. I got it. I will say, uh, just for a little, for since you're listening, you obviously care about the show, uh, Lou Whitaker, who now runs the station, Sweet Lou, yeah. our new Platinum Fox, we have... Both of us have talked to him already and said, hey, just so you know, when the time comes that we can bring Leanna back, she has a little contractual thing that keeps her from doing this right now. We want to try to make every effort. He's aware, and he agrees that Leanna's great. He listened before he worked here. He listened to Leanna and said she was awesome. It, so, is, it is nice to have, and, and I guess we've we've been sort of blessed by this. I hate that word. You know blessed. what I mean. You know what? Hashtag blessed. You know, know what, what I'm. You know what I mean. <laughs> you're right. Yep. Everything Platinum, happens for a reason, Mike. Stop. Platinum Fox, who was the the boss here at the radio station before, he was a fan of the show. Yeah. And so he listened to the show, and we wouldn't really have to explain what the hell we were trying to do because he got it. He enjoyed it. He was a fan. Sweet Lou, who is the new boss here, also fan of the show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he he understands. He gets what we're trying to do. He understands our listener. And so I have no doubt until he proves me wrong and screws us over, and I'll be the first to tell you if he does, that he will work to improve this show wherever he can. Yes. And give us the tools that yes. we need or we yes. think we need to improve this show. Yeah. Like and replacing Ted. <laughs> We're trying well, so hard. I do have a meeting next week with him, so maybe that's I what know. that's about. We've been waiting for this meeting. For <laughs> we years. all have meetings. We all have meetings with him because he's doing meetings with everybody. Now, did you guys have to go out to lunch with him? Like, I have to go out to lunch with no, him? No, I'm not going so out to lunch. So how did I get roped into that? That's because you're why special. Do I, you're a big no. dog. Why big do dog I have to go now. to lunch? Why can't I just have a meeting in the office with everybody else? Yeah, that Ted Howie's complaining. Like, why do I get treated better than everybody That's not else? Boss taking no. me out to eat. I, I wish nobody knew my name here. I try not to talk to people. It's so hard finding parking at these steakhouses. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's real tough. Your I life don't want to go to a steakhouse. I know. We're going know. to Mickey D's. There you go. That's good. But you know what? The Mickey D's thing, that's back to like the comedic influences thing for us. I think you're like this. I know I'm like this. That farting thing that we were talking about. Like, I think that's something I learned early on is that if it's something everyone can laugh at and you don't like Dennis Miller used to be the guy that a lot of smart people would say was super funny. Yeah. And then they put him, remember, they put him on Monday Night Football, and he's trying to do references to, oh, you remember Spanish conquistadors, and no one got it because he he appealed to a very select group of people who liked his brand of humor and had the intellect to kind of keep up with the references. And then now who knows what he's doing? I'm just saying that that was something I watched in a negative sense and was like, oh, if you try to be funny in a very – over-the-top specific way that requires 19 different hoops to jump through, even if it's the smartest thing ever, maybe that's not the best comedy you can do. Who's that? Letterman. Yeah, right. Because Letterman and then Conan afterwards, they were both smart guys. I mean, Conan, smart actually on paper, too, because he went to Harvard. Oh, yeah, brilliant guy. Smart guy. Yeah. And the things that got them going was silly stuff. Yes, I and then silliness became smart. Mm-hmm. You know, oh. as opposed to Catherine the Great references from 
Dennis Miller, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, she had some phallic-shaped furniture, babe. Right, right. I mean, yeah. Leanna was rolling in the aisles at that one, but yeah. most of us, we we knew it was funny, right? We knew you there see was other something laughing. to it. Yeah. But you, then you had smart guys, and I consider Letterman and Conan O'Brien to be smart guys, mm-hmm. doing silly, dumb comedy, which I think then made it smart. You know what's really, I find that, because you and I both have a love for the era where Leno, Letterman, Conan, that whole thing. There's been books written on it. You recommended a couple books that I've mm-hmm. read on that. Bill there, Carter. Yeah, Bill Carter wrote a few books. The, what was it? The Late Night Wars? Is that the he first had, one? Well, Late Shift was the first late one. Late Shift is the first one. That's uh, right. I think, was it The War for Late Night, I think, is the second one. Yeah, but these these books go all into letterman and leno and that whole thing where carson's retiring yeah and letterman was thought to be the heir apparent but leno got that gig and so then letterman eventually rolled over to cbs and conan got the you know the gig after that to replace letterman and i'm with you that i always liked letterman and conan more in my humor when i would watch them i really enjoyed that stuff my dad really liked leno yeah And so I would watch Jay Leno more often. And Jay Leno, I don't think is as sharp from a comedic standpoint as those other two guys. It's a different style. Yes. But his stuff, if you were on the, if you were just someone who was kind of surface watching it, he would always every night have 20 jokes about the most current thing that just happened. And I'm sure people took that as, oh, wow, look at Jay Leno. He's on top of things. He's so smart. He's so quick. He has 30 writers getting those jokes to him. And so did Letterman and Conan. Conan, though, has Masturbating Bear, which is what I found to be the most hilarious thing I've ever seen, where it just would randomly happen. A guy in a bear costume comes out with a diaper on yeah, and does this motion on right. national television and then leaves and the music plays and Conan's just offended by it. Like, what just happened? And you and in my head, I'm like, he wrote this. They know this is happening, but he was good at selling it. Conan's probably in Letterman, both probably smarter than Leno. But people probably watched that and said, "Well, that's stupid." I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. There was a there was a Letterman. I think he was still on NBC at this point. Where I'm watching the show, and it must have been like summer vacation. We must must have been yeah, somewhere you're because up super late. To I was watch not that. allowed to stay up and, and watch that, but I was up watching it here. And I remember there was a thing where Letterman's talking. I think he was talking to Paul because I don't think there was a guest on the stage, and the camera just sorts fades away. Right? Fades away from Letterman. And as it's fading away, Letterman looks directly at the camera and gives like a what the hell are you doing look at the camera. <laughs> then they show the camera operator had fallen asleep. <laughs> right? And I remember laughing so hard at that. Yeah. And I said, Dad, that is the funniest thing in the world. And he said, well, you know, they planned that out. Right? Right. And I said, what do you mean they planned it out? He, lo- he was surprised. He, di- he didn't know that was going to happen. But then I thought about it. And that's what sort of it started to make sense to me this idea that you can craft out stuff like that mm-hmm. that it the joke didn't always have to be you know the the monologue thing or the stupid petrick thing or something like that the joke could be as simple as the camera guy has fallen asleep right and it's taken everybody by surprise it's that idea of wouldn't it be funny if this happened well, what if it, let's make well, it let, happen. Let's, let's make do, that happen. Let's do it and see how funny it is. Right. I thought that was, so I think 
growing up for me, that, those were things that I found really funny was just stuff that you'd go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're doing that. And it was stupid and slapstick, but it was coming from a place where people were smart enough to realize we have to bring everyone in on the joke. We can't just have it be, oh, you missed, like Jay Leno, you didn't see the news today? Well, you're not going to get these jokes. Like he he didn't care about that because, sorry, you didn't watch Peter Jennings tonight. Now I'm going to give you a bunch of jokes on this. You could watch Letterman and laugh without knowing what had actually happened. That I know he had top 10 lists and he was topical too. Conan had, they all had monologues, but they also had a lot of jokes that just ended up being stupidity, slapstick. And then, and then as I got older, Eddie Murphy was a big thing. Oh, sure. For yeah. me. I mean, when I was a kid, remember my friend Michael Curcio had Beverly Hills Cop on, I think it was Beta. Yeah. And we watched it in his basement. We weren't allowed to because it's, you know, our movie and there's lots of swearing and stuff in that. We must have watched that 25 times and had the entire movie memorized. And then as I got older, I started to enjoy the stand-up stuff, which he wasn't doing anymore because he had moved on to like Nutty Professor and stuff like that. But then I had a friend in high school, Ben Meyer, who used to smoke really thin cigars and his mom let him. Even though he was like 16 years old. Is this Muggsy Leaper mom as well? (laughs) Stroking her dog? But I I always thought that was very weird. Yeah. You know? At the time, I'm like, oh, man, your mom's cool. Now I think back, it's like, man, your mom's stupid. (laughs) Yeah, your mom is not (laughs) good at this. Take your kids away. We used to cut school, and, you know, it's like, what, what do you normally think of when kids cut school? They're doing something they shouldn't be doing, yeah. mm-hmm. right? They're smoking spray, something they shouldn't spray be doing. Spray painting something. something. Yeah, right. We would just, because his mom worked all day, we would just stay in his basement and we would watch Eddie Murphy stand-up routines. See? Yeah. That's what we would do. And we would come up with our own stuff. And I remember I can't, I had, I did a stand-up act. And I, I'm trying to remember how he knew Keenan and Kel. Oh, wow. He was friends with them. Yeah. I think he went to the same school as them. That's amazing. At a different time. And and he introduced me to them and said, hey, you should put a comedy thing on tape. And my friends Keenan and Kel will listen to it. And so Holy I did. Hell. And I sent it to him. And they sent me a very nice thing. Said, this is very good. Keep up what you're doing. And now I think about it. It was so embarrassing what I sent them. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Hang on. Yeah, I never knew this part. I knew you had done, you had attempted stand up. Well, that's why. I, I, I never then knew. Then I tried that, it after that. Like, Keenan Thompson is still on Saturday. He's the yes, longest tenured member of Saturday Night at Live. The, at and the time, he was just the Good Keenan Burger. Keenan and Cal Good Burger. <laughs> well, yeah, but Good Burger ended up being immensely popular. That's how he got on SNL in part because of all that maybe stuff. It was before that, maybe it was the, because uh, they had a Nickelodeon show. Didn't yeah, they, they had Keenan and Kel. Yeah. It wasn't that just, I think that's just what it was called. Yeah. But yeah. in either case, yeah, I didn't know that part of it where you sent them something. Yeah, let me tell like, you yeah, what the entire not, this is pretty good. stand-up bit was about. It was about uh, video game music and how my grandmother smelled. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice. Good stuff. That's, that's mm. it. Really, there you go. really good stuff. Yeah. Well, Grandma probably did smell in oh, video Oh, Grandma games. smelled a lot. What was the bit about... I'm trying to think of what the angle would be on oh, I don't video even, game music. I don't even music. want to say it. It's just so stupid. Oh, give, me just, like a, give me a hint of what was no, the angle on video game was, music. It was a whole thing about how if a dictator really wanted to assume power, all they had to do in all of their campaign videos was to throw the Super Mario Brothers music in the background mm. because everybody would be hypnotized 
oh, okay. by that because there's no way you could be saying the most vile stuff, but as yes. long as you have do 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 playing behind you, no one will take what you're saying seriously, and they'll come away from that saying, "Hey, this guy." My kind of guy. See, you know what? <laughs> sure, he said death to the Jews a bunch of times, but dude, <laughs> right. dude, 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 Yeah, because it's so popular. See, you may think that's a dumb bit. It is dumb. Fine. <laughs> but you know what? It has good comedic bones to it. Like, it has good structure to it. That's that's not a bad mm-hmm. start to a joke. Like, you could have, if you would have no, really I, wanted to wait, and wait, gone out four nights a week. and No, I tried. Eaten, yeah, and just taken it for like an months on end no, eventually I can't, I can't. you would have worked that into something or killed yourself one of the two and the other thing i did was about like my because i lived with my grandmother when i was a kid and you know she i start off like oh you know grandmas you know i mm-hmm. uh yeah i live with my grandma and you know there's something magical about living with your your grandmothers that you know you tugging at their apron and they're making you pies and yeah yeah all that stuff and all grandmas have that grandma smell to them you know, and and my grandma, I'll never forget the smell of hand cream and ass. And that, and I just sort of <laughs> right. would That's go it. on yeah. to how my grandma would did none of those things. Yes. You know, yeah. I had the immigrant grandmother who would just answer the phone when she shouldn't answer the phone and scare all my friends away and stuff you, like you that. You could have been Jeff Foxworthy for Italian people. Oh, will you stop, like, will you stop know, now? Your is, grand, now you're insulting no, me. No, your grandma does this. My grandma, and it's like that little... If your grandma does this, yeah. she <laughs> might be an immigrant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you could have done that. No, but that's... I, I've all, I'm fascinated that you got up and did that because I've always... I love stand-up comedy. I've watched... Thousands of hours probably of stand-up over my, between YouTube videos and then actual full-length things. I can't and, watch it. Well, see. You know that. You don't like to watch it because you get mad if yeah. it's good. If it's good, I get mad. If I see somebody that's witty, and it's like, then I get upset. Like, well, why didn't I think of that? Right. And I can't yeah. enjoy it. It's yeah. And then if the person's bad, then of course I don't enjoy it because they're bad. Yes, of course. But if they're good, I can't enjoy it because they're good. Mm-hmm. This See, is my, the way my brain works. Bone. I get it though. It's it's yes, it's psychosis. I understand. <laughs> yes, I it is psychosis. <laughs> now you know what though. I I watched a lot of stand up comedy, and I don't I don't think I I mean I've tried to write some bits and some jokes, and in case I ever had the courage to get up and do stand up somewhere, just to like say, well maybe I could figure out five minutes and go figure. It's really hard to do. It is like just even to write it, let alone to then try to perform it. I don't know what that's like, but. I know for me, one of the things that's always kept me from really thinking about ever trying to put together something like that is I've watched so much stand-up. I'm afraid I'll just inadvertently think of something that someone else has already said. And it's just, I watched something 15 years ago and I've forgotten that I saw a bit about that, you know, like yeah. no, I do it that subconsciously seeps into my head and I don't want that to happen. But guys like Mitch Hedberg, I loved, right? And his brand of humor you could not replicate. You had to just be Mitch Hedberg to yeah. kind of pull off his jokes. Norm MacDonald, going back to Conan. Yeah, you can't replicate Norm. No, you can't. You can't replicate that. But Norm was on Conan one time that, that uh, was it Courtney Thorne Smith that yes. was on? That, if you've not looked that up, it's one of the most popular, I'm sure, videos of Conan's ever, where Norm is sitting on the couch next to Courtney Thorne Smith. They've already interviewed Norm, and he's probably been absurd in his own way. Courtney Thorne Smith is in a movie with Carrot Top. Chairman of the board. Yes. And so they they talk about this and 
Norm says a good name for the movie would be Box Office Poison. Yeah. <laughs> and but it's just, it's just his delivery, too. He's like, you know, they should call it the Box Office Poison. And then Coach Conan is like, she's right. This woman right here is in the movie. He goes, oh, no, no, no I'm going to see it. It's like, <laughs> you just told everybody it sucked. And so at the end of the interview is where Conan says, what's the name of the movie? And she goes, Board of Education. And he chairman goes, ah, of the board. Or chairman of the board. That's right. And she, he says, do something with that, you freak. And there's a laugh. And then Norm goes, I bet it board is spelled B-O-R-E-D. And Conan, Conan loses his it. mind laughing. And it, That may it, have all been staged. I don't think it was. It just looked like you know a what? genuine moment. If it was, then good for them. Yeah, good they for all them. performed they did a great it. job. But if it was, like, that's the thing, at least I watching that thought, man, to be that quick on your feet where someone thinks, oh, I gotcha. Yeah, do something with that, you freak. And then he said, okay, and he did something with it. That was always a, a thing in my head of you got to try to be, always have another thing in case. Yes. Is, you know. And that's the thing that I couldn't. I, I tried stand-up. I did it three times. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I did so it, not just once. No, I did it three times. I was miserable. I actually had decent reactions. Oh, well, I mean, that's it's good. not. It's not like I was out there just dying. Yeah. You know, I had decent reactions, but I just physically, I mean, I do the radio stuff now, but I can't see all of you. You know, I'm looking at Bone. I'm looking at Teddy. These guys are worthless. I don't care about them. <laughs> right. But all you out there... You know, if I could see all your faces responding to me in real time, I'd have a much tougher time. And there's a certain reaction that you want, that you need. Sometimes you need that reaction to move on to the next joke that you have. Yeah. And if you don't get it, it screws up your timing for everything else. You know, when you're doing three hours a day every single day, no one expects it to be flawless. Or it does. it doesn't have to be... It's not expected that you're going to laugh every five seconds right. or ten seconds. No, because right, we could we could have a serious conversation. We can talk about sports. We can move on. Yeah, you know all that. But when you're sitting and you got someone for twenty minutes, there's a certain expectation of what should happen in those twenty minutes. Oh yeah, it's it's Bud Light versus bourbon. Yes, like, it, you're like exactly if you're, if you're right. drinking beer, you're like, well, this is good. This is giving me a little buzz. Um, but you're doing you're you're talking with other people. If you go to sip something distilled you're expecting it to be super high quality of that alcohol because all it is is just the highest and the best is what you're told, and it costs more. So if you go to a comedy club and they say, funny man's going to be here to make you laugh, you're expecting it to be A-list, A-material all the way through. If you catch us on the drive home, you're like, well, this is a sports station. You're not – our bar to entry is super low. I tell you this all the time. when I, If I'm out with a group of people – and I say something off the top of my head in response to something someone says to me, I get these outsized laughs where I'm like, this wasn't even material. I wasn't even trying to be funny. I just. You're just so naturally funny, Bone. <laughs> right. That's what you're yes. saying. No, you're I'm so saying. naturally Because funny. I'm so used to on the show, we have to try to come up with something yeah, every day. It's improv. So, yeah. So when we're. You're just in a regular conversation with a group of people. I've joked that, like, oh, man, my C material was murdering last night just because yeah, I was yeah. at dinner with a bunch of people, and I said a couple goofy things that got people to laugh. I can't imagine what that's like for an actual comedian who would look at what we do every no. day and say, yeah, you had a couple funny moments. I need to get 20 minutes of those but it's, right, hardcore it's, it's laughs. Different, it's different type of work, though. That's what I realized is that it's very intricate it's like advanced woodworking. I mean, it's it's a stupid analogy, but I'm going to make it anyway, where when you're a comedian, you go out one night, you throw your material out there, 
you learn from that and the reactions, and then you come back the next night and you tweak it just a little bit. Yeah. Right? You you add a little pattern to the edge of that gilded frame that you're making. You know, and you continue to do that every single night until a year goes by and you look at this thing that you've crafted. Yeah. Right? It's it's an every night sort of tweak. What if I do this? What if I do that? Meanwhile, what we do every single day is abstract art. Okay? We're throwing a little blotch of paint yeah. over here and we're doing a little thing over here. Who's to say what's better? What's What takes more talent? I don't know. I'm quite sure there are comedians that couldn't do keep an audience five days a week like we can keep an audience and and i'm not saying we could do that because i tried that i realized that i work much better when i can throw a bunch of crap at a canvas and see what sticks yeah as opposed to fine-tuning my act where i'm an advanced carpenter well that's why like comedic movies and comedic television shows they're like a whole nother realm to the funny side of things right because for me stand-up comedy would become very monotonous if every single day for three months you basically go out and say the same things yep you you have reactions crowds may be funny or they may laugh at something or not laugh at something and you improv for 30 seconds and then you get back to it but you have to kind of if you know you have a funny line that closes your act you have to do that every night and pretend like you've never said it before and sell it like this thing you just came up with that makes people laugh. And then you do what we do where we're just kind of talking and sometimes we stumble across something funny. We get ourselves to laugh. If anybody else laughs, that's great. Yeah. Then you've got the movies and TV where you see like, you know, the outtakes from these movies, right? Where they show how many times actors did something. Jim Carrey, the end of Liar Liar, they always show the times where he's just doing the Jim Carrey stuff a million different ways. One of those ends up as the take everyone remembers, but he had three hours to get, that one take because he just kept doing all these ridiculous things. And someone eventually said, okay, we'll take that one. But all of them are funny. Yeah. And that also takes a tremendous amount of talent to be funny like that over and over and over and over again, as they get the lighting right and the sound is wrong and everything else they got to fix. So I just, I find that stuff fascinating. How, how people work in those, in that entertainment. I think, I think the best actors are comedy actors. Yeah. Because a comedy actor can go do drama, mm-hmm. and they've done yep. done it yes. well. Dramatic actors cannot all go no. do comedy. No. It, just, it just can't happen. I remember when Eddie Murphy did Dreamgirls, right? And I think he won a Golden Globe and was nominated for an Oscar for Dreamgirls Best Supporting Actor, and he's doing all this press, and people are saying to him, I never realized you were such a good actor. And he would say it humorously, but you could tell he was also being serious where he said, did you not see the movie where I played everybody at the goddamn table? <laughs> you know? I'm like wearing I'm, a fat I'm, suit for... I'm making you know. jokes and I'm reacting to a tennis ball on the other on <laughs> yes. the other end of that table because... He's playing nine characters. I'm playing every character at the table. And you're telling me you just realized now because I gave someone a look in yeah, Dreamgirls right, right. that I can act? Yeah. All these guys can act. That's very interesting. Yeah, because I, I... Like, Sandler had the movie he did where he wears the... He's dressed up like a bunch of different people, right? What was that? I forget what that was called, but they had some... What was that? I don't know. It was one of his ones he's made since he, you know, did a bunch of successful ones everybody liked. Is that the liked. one with Katie Holmes? Maybe. I don't he, know. He played anyway, like the girl and Yes, him. he played the girl and him. Yeah. Either way, the point is, that is probably very tough for the person doing it to do. It is not necessarily my favorite way to watch a movie. Jack and Jill. That's it. Jack and Jill. Someone famous was, is Al Pacino, I think, in that? 
I think he yes, I Al Pacino think he is in that. Infatuated with Jill. Yes, in the movie. That's right. Which is Al just Pacino's absurd. the best part of the movie. Yes, right. The movie's terrible. Al Pacino's great because he's right. so absurd. Yes, yeah. So that I acknowledge that stuff's difficult, but it also is something where you're like, all right, I appreciate that was tough. I don't really care. It doesn't make me laugh. Are we I, done? It can be. I don't know. How about you, how long is this, Teddy? Teddy, what are some of the things that make 40 you laugh? 40 minutes. All right. You guys. You guys make me laugh every day. Three oh, to six p.m. Shut the fuck up. Get, get out of here. I, I want to say that more often on the show. What time is it? That's 10 after no, 2. No, I know, but I haven't finished the sheet for today. All right. Well, let's. Yeah, let's. We are recording this on Friday, the 21st yeah. of July. And I want to let you know it's before the show. I don't have jack or shit to talk <laughs> this about show on this is show today. Suck today. I don't have yeah. any. It's There's either going to suck or it's going to be the greatest show you ever. You know what we can talk about? We can talk about Dan Snyder's pee pee tongue. <laughs> Let me tell you something, buddy. I was just sitting in the basement last night and that just, I, I saw it. I saw it, you know, five times yesterday. Yeah. We were doing the show, but it just, it came on my uh, Twitter feed and I just started, I could not stop laughing. If you've not seen, I I tweeted it out. We all I think, and then our listeners it. are great because they just zoom in on it. And one one person put like Common Man was here yes. on the tongue. Yes. Oh yeah, I, and I got such a kick out of that. And I also found some John Sterling audio. Oh yes. that made me laugh too. Where he said he's calling a home run. He said second deck is yeah. what he said, but. Right. The way he said it, it sounded exactly like sucking dick. Right. There you go. And I'm yeah. just sitting there laughing at Dan Snyder's tongue and a non-existent sucking dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I I find it so funny when we get those outtakes of, it. I mean, not my guy, right? But Bill O'Reilly, when he's the, well, do it live, where he's losing his mind and they show him getting all worked up. He's an idiot, but he made me laugh in that moment because he's just like, Fuck, I'll write him. We'll do it live. And I'm just thinking, like, look at this man baby losing his mind we've behind all had the those scenes. moments, though. I know. We? We've all, but in our, we try to keep him in our head. Yeah, I know. Where I it's know. like, this is all going south, but we got to keep it together. He didn't keep it together. He just screams at everyone. And then the funniest part of that, though, is the same thing that made me laugh when John Sterling got hit by the foul ball, is where five seconds ago he's like screaming. He's like, go, go, do it live. I'll write it. All right, well, well, uh, blah, blah, blah. And he does the whole <laughs> fake thing, and you're yeah. like, well, how did you do that? Because he's a psychopath. And John Sterling, when he gets hit by the foul ball, he's, ow, ow. It really hit me. Ow. It's just, it cracks me up to hear the real person, and then they go back into radio guy for two minutes. All right, we hope you enjoy these uh, uncensored podcasts. If you have ideas for other ones, please let us know. We'll try and do them a little bit more regularly if you we'll enjoy them. We'll try to swear more in the next one, too. We didn't swear I mean, a ton what are you, in this what are you one. Do? We have a conversation. I know. You, you just throw in words? Just throw them in? Yeah. No. I think that's what people expect. So we should do a better job next time. What can, what can I say to end this? Ass face. No. <laughs> I can say that on the on the air. Dick breath. I, I have. No? You think I can say dick breath? Why not? <laughs> I, we did. You just dis- no, you no, said no, 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 not, not, oh, not in the air. No, you can't say that no. on the air. Well, no. No, that's what I mean. I no. bet I can talk. You can't say dick breath. No. Why not? Why not? No. Maybe can... if you say second deck breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you're wanting to know behind the curtain, this happens in almost every commercial break. Yeah. Can where I, can I say, say can this? I say this? And I'll say, probably not. Or I'll say, can I say this? And you go, eh. Yeah, usually at this point, you're like, yeah, go ahead. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Especially... Today's show.
No kidding. All right. Enjoy. Uh, I was going to say enjoy the rest of your day. I don't know what the hell you're doing. Thanks for listening. Kiss my ass. Sucking dick.